Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. We are human and we're perfectly flawed and messy creatures and yet we are divine. <laughs> we honestly can get through just about anything that's offered at the table. Hence why we're walking today and perhaps the fears and the doubts and the uncertainty are only a compass to guide the soul to experience what it wants to, what it intends to, and to unmask the masked sides that we don't realize we're wearing. Now let the magic begin. Hello, hello, happy new year and jai ma, jai ma yomis. It's Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a soul-expanding podcast for the creative and the curious, a podcast intended to help you navigate the way in unleashing your own magic. This episode is sponsored by three special sponsors. I just wanted to start this new year off in a big way, and so we have amazing offers for the Your Own Magic listeners from Headspace, Green Chef, and Athletic Greens, all of which I highly recommend, of course. Each interrupted ad read has a special message and an offer for you, like I share a mini one-minute meditation from Headspace that they sent our way for you to enjoy, so I hope you do enjoy it. And I took my very first Monday break last week, which was so nice and soul-needed, but it also felt honestly a wee bit strange, a wee bit weird to not have a Monday episode. But it also allowed me some time to reflect on messages that I wanted to bring forward for the new year. And so this episode, I knew that I had to share something special from the heart that I feel is a collective experience as we begin this new year. And it's a message about making the unconscious conscious and owning your story and why it's important to define spirituality for you. So I felt it was appropriate as we all are walking along a new fresh blank canvas this new year, right? So uh, I hope that you enjoy these messages that came to heart. Also, for the new year, I have a new price for the Your Own Magic membership site at yourownmagic.life for $22.22, one-time payment. So that is, that's actually half of the original price, half off. So there you'll find a plethora of my meditations and journalings and spiritual tools and so much more. So again, that's yourownmagic.life, not .com. I wish I owned .com, but yourownmagic.life. And I hope that you enjoy the membership site. Anyway, Let's get on with the show, shall we? And now, I believe it is time to let the magic 
begin with the first episode of 2022. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Oh, the wise Carl Jung referred to our shadow and he also said, one does not become enlightened by imagining figures of light, but by making the darkness conscious. It takes many, many humans years, some even a lifetime, to come to terms with their shadows, these unconscious thoughts. I am constantly trying to bring forward the unconsciousness through daily reflection and meditation and overall mindfulness, especially when I'm triggered by anything. I'm not perfect at it, don't get me wrong, but I do my best to bring forward the unconscious thoughts before they take hold of me. And Young is right as well as the more that I've brought light to them, the more I've shed and the more I can see that what I was once bound by or what I was holding onto was really directing my life and ultimately my fate, my day-to-day fate. And fate, fate is simply events that are beyond our control. And some may believe it's determined by a higher power or by God or by the universe. And I also do believe that whatever we do today will define our fate tomorrow. And I don't necessarily care to become a controller of everything in my life. If I did, then there's a good chance that there will be times the unhealthy ego takes the wheel over the heart or over the healthy ego. You know, sometimes we simply just need to let life flow. But I do like to take the time to simply take a peek inside my inner world to see what may be being controlled in some way, shape, or form that isn't necessarily serving me and set it free whenever possible. And I believe it's important to also be calm about this in the process as the awareness and the release really does happen in divine timing. But that's a side note. So there was a time when I was simply chasing light, lightness for so long and I was hoping that my fears and doubts and the shadows, the demons would drown and be forgotten. Oh, how naive, how naive, sweet, naive little Raquel was indeed. Honestly, what brought me the most light was not painted by something romantic by any means. The wrinkles were not smoothed or soothed by an iron heat, and I had to revisit the emotional energies with a lifesaver and bring them to the surface in order to allow these wounds to simply breathe which would ultimately heal some wounds, of course, while others, you know, others would wear scars. Still heal, scarred, but healed. It's also wise to keep in mind and in heart that this doesn't mean we're going to feel at ease or at peace 100% of our human life from here on out because we release some shadows that we've been bound by for so long. And I also don't believe the... Awakened ones are roaming this earth with pure ease at all times. I mean, maybe they've checked out of the world and so there's no shadows that will cling to them by choice, but I believe that the awakened ones are roaming this world alive and fully 
alive and present with life, present with the highs and the lows, the darkness, the light, the shadows. And they, they, they continue to expand their perception of reality after every fall and rock bottom, which are often a blessing in disguise. You know, perhaps also many may have let go of old belief systems that maybe they were raised by or other things that may chain them in a way that they couldn't see until they woke up from that hypnosis, but they freed themselves in some way. It's usually acquired through wisdom that is earned in life and through living life. And so I really admire those, the imperfect, messy humans who are alive and vulnerable and living with compassion and living wholeheartedly, living authentically. And to me, in my eyes, they're the awakened ones. I found it easier and more livable to not try and control everything except a human's earthly truth that life is always full of surprises and uncertainty. Some of which, by the way, yes, can be very painful. And when that pain comes, to see it and feel it and to release it. I'm, I'm not perfect at this, but I do feel more sovereignty and strength every year that passes by by keeping all of this in mind. And I also, I do subscribe to the common thought that the universe won't give you anything that you can't handle. So when something happens that feels absolutely unbearable, I feel like the only thing I can do is tap into the strength. And that's why whatever you're going through, there's no doubt in my mind that you will get through it, no matter what you face or what shadows or demons seem to weigh on you. By the way, when I refer to demons, I simply mean the energies within us or around us that pain us in some way, in any way, shape, or form. And some may, some may see them as actual demonic entities. <laughs> and that's fine. I mean, everybody should have the freedom to have their own beliefs. I see them as amorphous energies within and I do believe we, on a soul level, are more powerful than these energies ever will be. Hence why we're still alive today. We're alive and well, even if we feel unwell. We're alive and well today. And sometimes it just takes a human's need to do a bit of shadow work and shift their paradigm and perspective to bring awareness to them, to what's going on, and ultimately let these demons, the shadows, these amorphous energies, detach from us. Simply let them go. And it's okay to have them. It really is. In fact, it's inevitable. We are human after all, especially if you're allowing your human to fully live and experience life. It's inevitable. Some are going to come up and through. But what's important is to have the tools. And we have many sides to us as well. So no wonder they are going to come to surface at times and there's no need to feel shame about them. We are human and we're perfectly flawed and messy creatures and yet we are divine. <laughs> we honestly can get through just about anything that's offered at the table. Hence why we're walking today. And perhaps the fears and the doubts and the uncertainty are only a compass to guide the soul to experience what it wants to, what it intends to, and to unmask the masked sides that we don't realize we're wearing, or to unveil the veils drawn by the systems and structures that are trying to shape and control our reality in the guise of light and integrity. But in reality, it's not authentically us. 
and also to explore the unexplored parts of the human experience that we know will only expand our human. And so I know I'm not alone in the fact that the past two years, you know, many of us, we, we really felt the grieving of the collective. And if I'm being honest, I'm genuinely slightly envious of those who can just brush it off, brush off what's going on as if nothing ever really happened. And also, by the way, I'm not envious in a spiteful way or a malicious way, just simply jealous because I tried to brush it off for a bit myself, but something within my soul kept bringing more fire forward, knowing people died unfairly and I don't know, it's something maybe my cancer rising can't take lightly or honestly, I think just most humans struggle to take this lightly and we don't need to feel like we have to take it lightly. Whatever we are feeling from this experience is valid. This has completely shaken our reality. And whatever we are feeling from this experience of the pandemic is valid as we all have walked completely different paths. So of course, we're all going to have different perspectives. And what triggers you or pains you is not better or less than anyone else's. And so if you've had a hard time the past few years watching the world change before your eyes, I want you to know that you're not alone in this transition, but I do find other ways to be aware of the world and more so in simple observation. So as I walk outside and observe those around me, I mean, have you noticed a change recently that it might just be in my head, but I have noticed a change since the start of 22, this aura, this aura that if you look around It seems to have faded from gray to yellow. I see a collective hope. And the beauty of feeling like we were at a rock bottom is that there really is nowhere to go but up. And so maybe that's why everyone seems a little more yellow, seems a little more hopeful, even if it's going to be a rocky process to rebuild. So I challenge you to go out and just observe the world around you. This may seem silly to some, I understand, but... It can be quite effective as you connect the dots creatively in your mind and think of it as a creative observation. So observe the passerby, the people who are walking around from a distance and see if there's a color that seems to radiate surround everyone if you're open to this. And you may surprise yourself on what you see. I saw yellow, but you might see something else and that's perfectly fine. Trust what you see. And I hope that it also reminds you that you are connected. I must say that I've never felt more thankful for grounded spiritual practices to help put things into perspective for my being and bring peace in my heart and connect with other souls and fuel me with purpose during this time. One challenge for me that I continue to push myself to do, even though I am honestly riddled with nerves before I do it every single time, but honestly, the good kind of nerves, the nerves, the nerves, you know, are scary, but you need to follow them as they are simply a compass to show you something that you need to explore. So this challenge has been to let you in on what I go through when I go through dark times and I expose my shadows, my demons to you. And I've had many very deeply personal episodes on here. And every single time it makes me feel like I'm naked and exposed to the world in many ways. But also as I bear myself to you, I also feel more free and more of, honestly, I I feel more of my own love. 
because I'm like, it's okay that your human has experienced this. Life is not always going to be vanilla. And I found that facing and exploring the things that scare me most are also the most expanding and healing. And I think as we allow the start of this new year to unravel some magic, we will let go of the emotions from yesteryear so they no longer drown us. And if there's any energetic body of them that exists within, we can let it go by expressing and burying our soul. Well, perhaps our growth, our greatest growth and healing comes from integrating our consciousness with the collectives and our own individual unconsciousness. And we can begin to see this by paying attention to our emotional reactions. What do we give power to? What holds this power over us? And why does it trigger some sort of reaction? Pay attention to our repeated reactions as well. I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add of course some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and of course a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their best sellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive, hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E, medics, Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash magic for 20% off your first order. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. 
So I've had to reckon with feelings that I feel on an unconscious level, even honestly, even recently, I realized there was more simmering underneath the surface than expected (laughs) as my mind was rehearsing slightly petty gotcha conversations. And I wrote several angry poems and I was like, where the hell did all of this come from? This isn't me. This doesn't sound like me. And I realized there must be untouched fear and vulnerability that I've needed to acknowledge. And it really did arise towards the end of 2021 as we're still in this pandemic and I was like what is going on anyway I think that no matter how quote-unquote spiritual one is or one claims to be or appears to be we're all just still human and honestly spirituality can simply just be one's passion and focus but we're all spiritual beings having a human experience And we all have access to a stream of higher power that I personally believe is us. It's our our higher self, our greater self. But I know others refer to this as God or the universe, which I also do. You know, I, I, I believe it's all one and the same. But I honor and respect whatever that means for you because I think spirituality is so personal and we can define it for ourselves. And I don't believe any one human walking this earth has greater access to any supreme knowledge over you. And I've learned, honestly, the hard way that if they claim to, and you don't have the same access to it that they do, if you come across a being like this, then run. Seriously, run. There are a lot of narcissists and false prophets. And humans with not the greatest intentions are very attracted to the vulnerable and also to the open-hearted spiritualists. And I would never ever call these people out, but I, I just want you to know that you have all the access in the world in your heart, and in your mind, and through your own meditations. And so that way, others don't seep into your unconscious thoughts and how you show up in the world, because that too will ultimately control your fate. And I want you to be the one who has the power over that. Anyway, I digress. So I think that we all can access this higher power. And in times of collective or even individual stress and struggle, it's grounding and healing to trust our inner guidance system and not the one that anyone defines for us, except for how we've defined it and how we've felt it, how we've experienced this ourselves. And there are many ways that we can access this voice, this higher power, this whisper. A dream came to me, a memory came to me, my first memory of hearing this voice. So there was a forest in my backyard as a child that I'd roam through. I would jump the rivers, build stick forts, collect animal schools. And I had one friend in the neighborhood since I didn't have any at school. I'd hang out with her there, which was nice. Yes, I would collect animal schools. I know I said that. That's so gross, but I did um, with my friend. And we actually had an imaginary friend that we made up together called Blue and she would roam the forest with us. And anyway, I felt like the trees and the plants and all the nature around me was watching me. And I was so free and happy and connected because I had my friend down the street and I had my friend, the fairy friend, Blue, and I had the trees and nature surrounding me who were my friends and everything always felt right when I was in the forest. And even though I had to go to church for three hours, every Sunday, I honestly felt the most connected with a 
higher consciousness, with spirit, with my soul, with God when I was frolicking in the forest. Ugh, I hated school though. I hated school. I hated church and I hated school with a fiery passion. And no, I don't have any emotional attachment to that time anymore, but sometimes I I tap into that inner child to remind her that she's loved. Anyway, I'm sure I was also weird in some way and didn't realize it. However, as I reflected, I can think of some things, some reasons why I was teased. And so it's okay. One thing I loved in this project that we had to do at our school was to plant a flower in a pot, our own plant. And so we chose our seed. I believe mine was a daisy. And we poured our soil, placed it along the classroom window seal, which was honestly quite long so it could fit all our plants. And we would have to be responsible for watering our own plants every day. And I was honestly just so excited to see my own plant grow. And, oh man, those plants were up there forever, but I remember waiting for the daisy to germinate. And when the first sprout peeped up, I fell in love with this plant as if it were my own child. I named it Annabelle because that was my favorite name at the time. You know, I didn't really have any friends in class or in my grades, so I know this sounds really sad, but I think it's special. I honestly felt like I had a little plant friend in the room who cared about me. And I look back at that unspoken feeling and that voice within me that loved and cherished raising the plant and felt so proud to watch it grow. And in retrospect, I feel like that voice, that voice was the piece of me that knew we were all connected. That voice would enter my mind and my being whenever I was in the forest. That was the same voice, and that was the voice of my soul. And to this day, that voice is the higher power within that we can turn to whenever we're feeling lonely, dark, or down. There are signs and whispers around us all the time trying to bring that voice, that inner whisper forward to surface so that you can consciously become aware of what's really going on and so that voice was so special because even though I was so in love with this plant that plant was a reflection of me and that voice talking to this child who felt so lonely reminding me that I'm special and I too can blossom and grow. I'm certain that you've heard this whisper from time to time as a child It might not have ever been in a dramatic scenario, but if there's a time or place where you felt the most at peace as a child or seen or connected, perhaps that whisper came forward. And I'm certain that you've heard this whisper in recent times. Is there any recent memory that comes to mind when this little whisper comes through? And by the way, it doesn't have to be an actual voice. It could simply just be an inner knowing or a feeling, like whatever you're experiencing when you're watching a sunset, for example, that experience, that feeling, that moment of awe is the inner voice, the you that is connected to God, the universe, that higher power that can heal you when you're going through a rough time and help you bring to light the unconscious thoughts that might be holding you back. And so little Annabelle, the daisy, was the light of my life in that room that reminded me I'm not alone and I'm also a beautiful being just waiting to bloom. What changed the course of my life is when I owned my story. And I realized the power of story when sharing mine, even just 
Honestly, writing it helped me release some darkness and bring the unconscious thoughts forward. And I do genuinely believe that it's not easy to let go of your loudest demons, but it is possible, especially once you write about it or share it in some way. I think one of the hardest demons that I faced was when I was suffering from a severe eating disorder. And honestly, it was so bad that if I didn't wake up from it when I did, I I would either have had to go to the hospital or honestly, it could have been even worse. So I'm so thankful to be here. And anyway, that voice, the eating disorder voice, the ED voice, chose to live in my mind for many years, even after I was recovering and gaining weight back. But that time was still a struggle. It had control over me for so many years, yet its strength and its hold over me lessened as I owned my own story and shared it here and shared it with others who are struggling and helped them along their recovery journey. And ultimately that did help me with my recovery. And now of course, I mean, we're always in recovery, right? But even though I don't feel it today necessarily, I'm, I feel like, oh, I'm fully recovered. Uh, there are still times when the voice rises to the surface and tempts me. It tempts me from time to time in states of heightened anxiety or when I feel like I'm completely out of control and I'm not in control of my fate, (laughs) but I've grown so much power over it that it hasn't affected my life or taken control in so long. I can often see it before it takes control and snap out of it and ground within myself. And I brought a lot of the unconscious feelings that I was feeling forward that was the actual root of the problem, which brought them to my conscious mind. So Once I was aware of what was really going on beyond the eating disorder, what triggered the eating disorder, when I found out the root of what was going on, which was lacking self-esteem and running from shame and depression and a bunch of other things I was running from or pretending I didn't have, and when I brought light to all of those feelings that my human was experiencing, the demon of the eating disorder no longer had its control over me. It just took a lot of courage to face them. And so if you do feel like you're completely out of control by some sort of other force and your behavior and your habits are acting in a way that doesn't really feel aligned to you, but you have no idea how to let this go, I mean, of course, I highly recommend seeking help, professional help and guidance, but also write or voice note everything that you're genuinely feeling that you might be running from. It took a while for me to admit, oh, my human is experiencing sadness and depression. And oh, my human is experiencing anxiety. Oh, my human is experiencing lack of self-esteem and is in fear that it's going to be an outlier again like it was, like it felt like when it was a child. So, There's a lot of emotions and emotional expressions that it can be hard to see, but once you do see them, man, it's amazing how free your human feels. Why is owning your story and being vulnerable one of our greatest healers? Well, it allowed me to re-tap into memories 
swimming in the unconscious and bring them to my conscious and sharing them allowed me to feel like I became the writer of my story so that not only the past but also the present and the future are written by me. Do you want to be the one who writes your story or do you want to hand the pen over to someone else? Another energy. I think you deserve to be the writer and the artist. And everything we've talked about is part of the reason why art is so powerful and impactful. Probably its greatest benefit. That artistic expression is another form of shadow work. As you uncover and unlock the darkness and you express it and share it in an artistic fashion. Also bringing more light to the lightness within. I mean, that's one of the other beauties of art. And so I think art is one of the best ways to practice shadow work, especially if you have a hard time observing or recognizing what emotions your human's really feeling. But if you realize that you are out of control in some way by something like an eating disorder voice or whatever it is, there are untapped issues that are rooted deeply within you that it is imperative for you to explore, unravel, and bring forth. And so for some people, art is the best way to do that and the least scary way. And also art is always freeing for the human spirit. (laughs) So I'll repeat again, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. I don't say this so you feel you have to control everything in your life, but at least you have the wheel. However, there are going to be times you may want to surrender, like the old expression, Jesus take the wheel, or I guess in my case, with my beliefs, I would say spirit take the wheel. How much, how often will you allow flow to flow and surrender to the grace of the universe? And allow this sort of fate to help write your story and make it more colorful and adventurous. So, of course, I do believe owning and writing your own story is a powerful thing. But I think it goes hand in hand with flowing and writing this with the universe. Co-creating this story with the universe. Also, I believe that owning your story goes hand in hand with defining spirituality for ourselves. I think that part of owning your story as well and writing this with the universe is simply allowing your human to live wholeheartedly. And what's beautiful about that is I see every human living wholeheartedly means that we're all going to be so vastly different. We're not uniform at all. Not our beliefs in spirituality, not our beliefs in how we view the world. Like no one's going to be aligned when it comes to harmless beliefs it's beautiful that everybody's is so different. Anyway, I love what Brene Brown says about wholehearted living. And she says, wholehearted living is about engaging in our lives from a place of worthiness. It means cultivating the courage, compassion, and connection to wake up in the morning and think that no matter what gets done and how much is left undone, I am enough. And it's going to bed at night thinking, yes, I am imperfect and vulnerable and sometimes afraid, but that doesn't change the truth that I am also brave and worthy of love and belonging. Again, I feel 
That wholeheartedness is allowing yourself to be 100% fully, authentically, unapologetically you, even if it looks a little messy to others. Who cares? That's okay. It's not going to be painted by anyone else's definition. Your way of living will not, as long as you are living your truth with whatever genuinely lights you. By most definitions, I would not consider myself the most perfect angel. But honestly, for me, integrity is not trying to be something I'm not or chasing perfection or wearing a spiritual ego that makes me look like I need to be or behave a certain way or also putting a face on all the time. I mean, that is exhausting and it's not me. And it's so freeing to just be you. And I think that once you tap into that, the other unconscious beliefs, when they come forth, you're not really bound by them. They're easy to let go of because you have a greater sense of you and your values and what you stand for. And a few years ago, I had to drop many identities, which ultimately, as we all are spiritual beings having a human experience, simply was still spiritual because no matter what your life looks like on the outside, you being you wholeheartedly, I believe, is the most spiritual thing you can do because it's what fuels your soul and allows you to feel connected. Another thing that Brene Brown said that I wanted to share that I love and really connect with is her take on spirituality, where she says, spirituality is recognizing and celebrating that we are all inextricably connected to each other by a power greater than all of us, and that our connection to that power and to one another is grounded in love and belonging. Practicing spirituality brings a sense of perspective, meaning, and purpose to our lives. As you may know, over the past four years, I've been exploring a wide variety of spiritual beliefs and tools and sharing them with you on the podcast, which is one of my favorite things to do and I'm most passionate about. So sharing new age spiritualism or theist spiritualism or secular spirituality. And then also I've had many guests on sharing belief system and practices that explore the metaphysical like Akashic Records, Reiki, astrology, law of attraction, a lot of one, paganism, reality bending, the 5D consciousness experience and channelers with messages to share, or perhaps, of course, artists sharing their creations, which is another very beautiful spiritual practice, and so much more. And I love doing that. And like many of you, I've connected strings of truth in all of those teachings and see them intertwined together, and they have brought awareness to many universal truths. To life. It's amazing how many parallels you can find with all of the, these beautiful teachings from the many different messengers just painted in their own unique way. For some people, they feel the most lighted and connected to their wholehearted self-exploring and mastering select systems. And then others may feel more connected with following the system of a specific religion. And others like myself are kind of, we love to explore a variety of things 
and pocket what works and simply let go of the ones that don't but without judgment because they clearly work for others and that is all that matters and I'm just very curious and I love to learn about a lot of tools that help people feel connected to their spirit I know how I feel the most connected with spirit since I was a little girl I would say in nature the forest is my church and when I write as well. Even small acts like lighting a candle is when I really feel tuned in and tapped in. And also honestly behind the microphone that grounds my Leo and shifts me into this transcended state where my soul gets to speak before my mind. And I always feel like I'm connecting with a bunch of souls who are soul family who are on a very similar journey. We're walking a very similar frequency and understand each other on a soul level. And even though everyone's walking a different spiritual path and not everyone is going to connect or resonate with everything or every system, that's okay. As, I mean, we're all supposed to be so, so unique. I don't expect everyone listening to connect with every single thing I say because they have their own unique perspective and experience. I've also had to accept the fact that even though I don't resonate with a lot of old systems that I grew up with, it doesn't mean it doesn't bring peace and light within the loved ones who still connect with those religions and systems. And who am I? Who am I to judge them for that? As I don't want them judging me on my spiritual exploration either. So I think it's important that we all define spirituality for us. Whether that be perhaps you connect with God, the universe, or a higher power. Or perhaps you see it simply as how we connect and interact with others in the natural world. Or how it affects you and your external and your internal world and existence here. Or how you allow your human to explore this human experience and connect with your spirit and your soul and how you connect with yourself beyond the material and physical things. If I'm going to give a quick summary of my spiritual exploration, so as you know, at first when I was a wee one, I was part of the Latter-day Saints Church, also known as the Mormon Church, and then my dad had me try on a bunch of religious hats And I really liked the one he was wearing, the Methodist church, so I decided to become Methodist for a bit, and then later decided to be an unlabeled Christian, and then later I dropped everything, and I was atheist, which was short-lived, but I would say profound. And when I think back at that time, I realized my human just wanted to stay grounded with the world, as that's how it felt connected, and thinking that my body was simply just going to turn back to stardust was a way for me to remember how I'm part of this thing we call nature. And I didn't want to feel like I was being ruled or judged by anyone's definition of God. And then I became agnostic. And I was agnostic on and off for years. I realized that my human was simply surrendering to what it is that I cannot control. I was surrendering to fate. And I was simply thinking that I don't know exactly what is happening on the other side of this veil... And so, you know, if there is a heaven on the other side or if it's simply we just become dirt after this, I don't know. And so why, why care? What can I do about it anyway? 
and so I was agnostic because I was thinking, I'll just, I'll just let it be and I'll find out one day. Whatever. Who cares? Again, I'm not speaking on behalf of all agnostic people. That was just my experience. And then, of course, I would say that I couldn't help but feel a strong connection with nature and also with numbers and witnessing a variety of signs and feeling connected to something beyond myself and that that ultimately led me to spirituality and starting it out new age spirituality was what really lighted me and I still honestly love parts of new age spirituality now I just really enjoy my grounded practices and that's what lights me and I have my own little grounding practice that keeps me feeling tuned in and tapped in and I think that that is what matters and so finding what works for you whether that be one specific system you know for some people it could be the Akashic Records it could be astrology it could be paganism it could be the law of one or reality bending whatever it is Whatever it is, if you focusing on that is what fuels you, follow that. And it might evolve and you might change and that's always okay too. You might not, that's always okay too. Or if it's exploring a variety of them, then follow that. But it's fun to find pieces of ourselves through these other tools that seem to have a connection with a power that is greater than ourselves. And it simply brings us a sense of perspective, meaning, and a purpose to our lives. And when we do this, we learn more about the mysteries of our human. And I believe that the more we know about the mysteries of our human and our spirit and our soul, and the more that we confront our shadows and our darkness, the more we are able to see and experience our own light. And so like Carl Jung said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. And so all in all, I will leave us off with one more message that I do agree with, (laughs) which I believe is the ultimate magic of spirituality and the main reason why we care about it so much in the first place. This is all summed up by Ram Dass, who said, we're all just walking each other home. (laughs) anyway till next time which will be a full moon mini-sode this weekend so i'll be connecting with you soon sending you my love and light jaima yomis that is a wrap that is a wrap for this episode i hope that something spoke deeply to you expanded you in some way please let me know if so You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group, especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.